Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of BJ Shea's Geek Nation! I'm Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always, running the board, is Joey Dees. Hello, Vicky! The podcast namesake is on assignment. We believe lost... But we did put him on a leash, so uh, he might be here. Just look for the leash on the ground. Temporarily lost. <laughs> He's running the fields of the lovely bathroom. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But uh, we do have an awesome show for you today. Yes. On today's episode, we will discuss the Craven the Hunter trailer. Ooh. There's a lot of killing involved. Red band trailer. That's right. Uh, we will give a little update about the Magic the Gathering, the One Ring. We will talk about whether or not you're old enough to star in a James Bond movie. Hmm. Weird. Yep, but it, you might not be. It, there's a series of events that led to this. I oh, will explain. Oh, perfect. Um, we will uh, tease a little bit of the Secret Invasion series that just came out on Disney+. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B, because it's Movie Friday. Yay! But, Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. I knew there'd be more. Or just search BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Up, up, up. And you'll find us. That's right. Well, let's get right into this trailer that recently came out online. You can check it out on YouTube because, of course, that's where all the great trailers are dropped these days. Everyone is talking about it. I, I'm guessing the main hype is two things. One, the fact that this is going to be rated R. Okay. Which hasn't been done yet. A lot of times, a lot of a lot of people have said Venom needed to be rated R, and it wasn't. Should have been. And uh, I'm also just looking at uh, was Aaron Taylor Thomas's abs. I think that's the only two things people are excited about. You know, <laughs> I am a straight male, but I will say there were a lot of ab scenes, and I was like, "Wow, that guy is fit." <laughs> I mean, he had to be. And this is the third superhero he's played so far. Really? He is. He's been kick-ass. Okay, yeah. That's he, him? That's him. Oh, he's so much older now. And then he was the MCU's Quicksilver. Mm. You know, where he's We all like, forgot about that, though. Didn't see that coming. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, now he is Craven. Wow. You know, it really goes to show you what you can do if you go to the gym every day, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Have somebody plan out your diets, all that fun stuff. Uh, I didn't realize Russell Crowe was in this as well. Yes, he's the father of uh, Craven, I believe. Yes, it looks pretty gnarly. He, there's a whole, like, what was that movie that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio finally got an Oscar for? The Reverend? The Reverend, yes, when yeah. he fights a bear. Yeah, that's kind of happens in the trailer as well, except it's a lion. And let me tell you, you're not going to beat a lion. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it looks like a pseudo Spider-Man slash... She-Hulk, for those who watched it, situation here where he is mauled by this lion and then the lion's blood gets on him. Yeah, and like he doesn't him. die somehow. Yeah, he becomes kind of part lion, so it's kind of like this, like not full-on lion. I think if I had to guess what his abilities are, I don't think he's full-on superhero. I think he probably has like an animalistic rage, much like Wolverine Sab Sabretooth, and maybe like enhanced like super speed, super strength, and super healing. Just enhanced. I don't think it's going to be too much. Otherwise, he's 100% undefeatable. So that is my guess on what his superpowers are going to be. I think his superpower is killing because, my God, a lot of people die in this trailer. Well, yeah, very. Uh, there's a moment where he bites someone's nose off. Because? Yes. Uh, made me think of Florida. Uh, if you know, you uh. know. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like he's got the daddy issues because it looks like the daddy left him to die. He does wear, like, the OG kind of outfit. Uh, I feel like... This may be a rated R Morbius. 
Oh, Mor- no. Yeah. Morbius was not a good movie. No. I just Sony has not been, you know, knocking it out of the park lately. This was a very early 2000s action movie trailer where they put a lot of good music in the background. Mm-hmm. And the good guy just killed. Or, well, good guy. I don't even know if we can call him a good guy. The animalistic superhero that might be anti-hero? a supervillain. Antihero. Goes around killing person after person it, after person until they get revenge. It, yeah. looks definitely like a revenge story. Uh, there is a list. He's crossing people off. And we do see. Did you watch until the very end, like after everything? Uh, there, how trailer? can you have an after any everything credit scene in a trailer? I know. There's just like like towards the end, like it already had like it kind of flashed like Craven the Hunter. You see him one more. You see one more thing. And it looks like our first look at the rhino. Oh, OK. Well, I did like is it Paul Giamatti? It doesn't look like it. It's <sighs> not. It's not going to be the rhino suit, like a big old mech suit. It looks like this guy's actually getting transformed, like his arms looking all like almost like the thing. But actually, you know what it kind of looks like? It looks like a Thor's buddy, Korg. Korg? Yeah, the big rock dude, similar to that so far, according to this trailer. I don't have high hopes for it, but I feel like it's going to be successful because it's rated R. I'll hold judgment until we get some early reviews, but I'm going to tell you, this looks like a uh, couch popcorn movie to me. Yes. Okay. I can definitely see that. Like maybe not the theaters, unless you're maybe on a day, you go do the, like, what is it? The Cinnabar where you can get some food. I mean, the last thing though, that looks like the, uh, that Sony did that looks pretty good, at least to me was because I, I decided to look at their YouTube page. What are the last movie trailers they put out? Uh, the Machine. Oh, the Burt Kreischer movie. Yeah. It, oh, my God. That looks so dumb and so amazing. So I definitely want to see that. So I don't want to say they haven't put out anything great recently. And obviously, because they are connected still, like with Spider-Man, Marvel is just technically borrowing them. They did uh, do the whole Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse ah, movie, they don't, so. you, you get, like, what, writer's credit? Or not writer's even credit. You get yeah. owner's credit. Because, I mean, that's not their movie. Yeah. But you know what? Sony does do other things, I'm sure. They're trying to revamp the DCU, right? Mm. They're part of that. Uh, I don't think. Was that Sony? Is that Sony? I can't I remember exactly so. what Sony owns. I, I, I totally thought the whole DCU was somebody. I, I just assumed it was HBO. Uh, you because know, all the shows were on there. It, the DCU needs help. I, I've, especially oh after God. BJ's review of The Flash, which we hopefully will get him in here for. Guys, he is still reeling from it. it. It was not good in his mind. He really did not enjoy it. Oh, everyone on the internet that I've seen has been complaining about the CGI. And I was... Yeah. By, by when I say I read an article, I mean I read the title of an article. There you go. Uh, I will be completely upfront about that. It said something along the lines of actually... He was present for those CGI moments. So why did they CGI him? Yeah. I, oh, his, yeah. Like, I know what you're whatever. saying. I also heard that I think it might have been two studios was the argument that I was hearing because there's like good CGI in the movie and then there's bad CGI in the movie and you can't really tell why it's happening or when it's happening, mm-hmm. you know, until it hits the screen. Like it's not like, oh, well, this part's great. And this part isn't. So who knows? That's always a mystery. I feel like obviously uh, Ezra Miller... Obviously, didn't I mean, have didn't a lot help. of love. I did hear that Supergirl was pretty awesome. Yeah, I heard all the cameos really carried the film. Yeah, I don't think I want to go to the theater to watch cameos. No, no. And again, this is one of those things where Cyborg didn't even make the movie, I heard, because of writer distribu- or, uh, writer and uh, arguments or... Dis- yeah, disputes. Disputes. Distrib- distributes. Because we're distributing this movie. Uh, yeah, 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 disputes. Yeah, no, because of that and stuff like... I just behind the scenes. I mean, DC's a mess. Yeah, I, I mean, and they're they are revamping. You know, this was yeah. I think uh, what is it? Blue Beetle is going to be the first launching movie of the new 
uh, direction that they're trying mm-hmm. to go in with the new directors. And that is very heavily leaning on like the Latino community, the Latinx community. I mean, George Lopez is in it. It's the first DC uh, Latinx superhero that we're going to see on the big screen. So, all right. Uh, let's see how they do. Uh, I did find this article, though, real quick, since we're talking about The Flash. Uh, it says DC's highs and lows when it comes to, like, how much money they made and stuff. And I'm just looking at which have been the most successful movies within the last few years. I'm not going to go all the way back to uh, the Christian Bale Batmans or anything like that. Uh, but the Batman did pretty well. But the two that were obviously the biggest ones. Okay, I shouldn't say obviously. This one kind of surprised me because I thought it'd be a different one. The best one that has done well overall was Aquaman. Huh. Uh, even like international gross, it hit like almost $1.2 billion. And that's internationally. Like that's insane to me. Yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't even see that movie. Yeah. Really? No. No. It was like, it was fine. Uh, I like the CGI could have been better, but I've seen worse. Sure. Sure. Uh, the Joker was real close in number two, though. And okay. then Batman versus Superman, which was eh. uh, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and then the Batman. And that's just so sad because Wonder Woman was probably the best of all those yeah. movies. I-, I will give a, a, a special nod to the first Shazam. That was fun. A little more bloody than I was expecting, especially in the first part of it. But overall, it was a fun movie. And Birds of Prey got screwed. Yeah. Which yeah. that's still your assignment. Branding, marketing, yeah. that just failed that whole movie. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, yeah, but... Hopefully better with Blue Beetle. And I feel like the whole CW thing, the CW shows, I don't know. For me, it just it makes me cringe. If they're trying to aim for that younger audience, cool. CW it all the way. Give it the weird, awkward love stories and triangles. Always. And whatever. It's always a triangle. You it's have like, to have a good guy, a bad guy, and one female. And a misunderstanding. <laughs> yes. And, of course, they're not both bad or they're not both good. They have each side and mm. both of them. And she can't decide until one of them <laughs> dies heroically trying to save her. And it's like, oh, okay. How many times can we play this plot line over again? I am not 13. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on from those lovely movies, Vicky, mm-hmm. uh, I did want to give a little update about Magic the Gathering because on the last week's episode, we had talked about the one ring, the one of mm-hmm. one card that you can open in the new Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings set that came out. Well, it has still not been opened, and the price is growing. Oh. $2 million is the minimum bid I've seen for this one card. So if you are wondering, is there still time for me to buy these collector booster packs so I can open it? The answer, as of this recording, is yes, you can. <laughs> so I imagine if you liked uh, scratch tickets like I did, I bought one for BJ over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fun little games to play. These are like adult scratch tickets where you get to keep the cards and have fun and play with your friends and also maybe win $2 million. Ooh. So... Get back out there. Check out your local gaming stores. I highly recommend Zulu's. Although they are hard to come by these days, a lot of these packs have been selling out. So get out there, play some magic, have some fun, and maybe win a bunch of money. Uh, Zulu's definitely, obviously, Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom! Uh, As well as a big shout-out to friends of ours, Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics, which is down in Olympia, Olympia, Washington. And they actually opened the One Ring, just not the sterilized one. Oh, yeah, not the special one of one. But they did find one. Hey, there you go. A lot of fun, (laughs) yes. And, I mean, I love that. So you'll see me out there opening. My buddy opened a box. He did not open one either, but he did open a dwarven ring, which oh, was cool. Okay. Yeah, different lots, well, different kind of one, but it was like you know pretty expensive, two hundred fifty bucks or something. I was like, okay. good for you, my friend. All right. Uh, moving on from Magic: The Gathering. Now we've had Daniel Craig play James Bond for a while. Yes. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the last James Bond, they seem to put a bow on everything, and he dies. So there will be no more Daniel Craig. Okay. Maybe I say that though because it's one of those things where. 
You know, in days of multiverses and alternate timelines and alternate realities, I mean, anyone can come back. I mean, yes. It, as of uh, this article that I'll, we'll get into in just a minute, it looks like uh, it came out in January and Daniel Craig has retired at the age of 53. He retired being Bond at 53. He's done. Uh, so when you think of Bond, what do you think of? I think of Pierce Brosnan. Fair enough. <laughs> I, that's who I grew up with. He had the hilarious one-liners, the chiseled jaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I still just see him in uh, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm not going to lie. That's wow. my first thought. And I love Mrs. Doubtfire. I love that movie. Who doesn't? Uh, but in the books, because there are books, for those who didn't know, I didn't. I became an adult before I knew they, uh, they were books. That's right. We grew up on the movies, uh, our yes. generation, the 90s kids. Uh, but there's he's supposed to be about 42 years old in the books. So 42? Daniel Craig, yes. Uh, and BJ and I were having this conversation off air. This is kind of how I got into this article. Is Aaron Taylor John uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is obviously Craven now, was rumored to possibly be James Bond or was in talks to be James Bond, and they ended up like get it, he's out of the running, and they said it's because he's too young. Interesting, too young. Now I was shocked to find out that that was him in the Craven trailer because he looks so much different than he did when he played Kick Ass back when buff. he was a kid. Yeah, he's buff and grizzly now. So I can see being maybe a little too old in my head, but why too young? That Just because he's like, well, I mean, obviously in the books, he's in his 40s. Uh, but I think BJ said something like, well, how old was Sean Connery when he first played James Bond? He 35, was, maybe? He was 31. 31? Yeah, okay, I was saying he was young. When he announced uh, as the star of the first ever James Bond film, Dr. No. How old do you think Aaron Taylor Johnson is? You can't tell me he's older than I am. I'm 34, and that guy looks like he's at least 35. He's 33. 33. Okay, thank. I thought you were going to say like 28, and I was no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. He's about God, our age. God, why? Uh, actually, he just turned 33, I think, this last month. Interesting. Do you think it's because he has baby face then, or something? A little bit. I think it's all we've been. We've seen him since he was, you know, teenager in uh, Kick Ass and everything. And yeah, yeah, he's just a really good looking dude. But yeah, Sean Connery was 31 years old when he first portrayed, you know, James Bond. And so I think it's funny that they're saying he's too young when Sean Connery is younger than him. Yeah, and 42 is obviously a, a wee bit older than 35. Mm -hmm. So or 34. Yeah. Or 33. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But I don't. I guess it depends on what you want for your audience because Daniel Craig definitely seemed older than he probably looked in those James Bond movies, especially the last one. I mean, he was in his fifties when he was uh, filming it. But for your first one, I feel like, especially with the time it takes to film them and the strain on the body, you kind of maybe mm -hmm. want to go a little younger so you have that chance at three or four movies. Yeah, it looks like. So I'm going to go down the list of all the uh, actors who have played Bond and how old they were. Uh, so apparently he was like, once the movie was released, Sean Connery was 32 years old and then he played the character in six movies over the course of three years. So for, uh, from Russia with love, he was 33, 34 by Goldfinger, 35 for Thunderball, 37 for you only live twice. And then 41 Connery was 41 when he returned and replaced George Lazenby for the 1971 Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, man, that just goes to show you how quickly they made those movies back then. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure they just constantly filming. And I, Sean Connery at 31. Could you imagine 31 and they're putting you in essentially a huge franchise? Although I don't know if I, we like, knew it at the time. No. But still, you're starring in an action film and you get three more immediately. Uh, but he was not the youngest. 
What? George Lazenby, if that's how I'm saying his name correctly, he was 29 years old. Oh, so maybe this is what they saw, and they were when you know when they were like, oh, if we go younger, it doesn't work out because he only had one movie. All right. Uh, did you ever see any of the Roger Moore movies, or did you just I do you have, know what he looks like? Yeah, I have, but again, it was when I was young, and my friend's dad was like, hey, you need to watch the classic Bonds, and I'm like, this is even weird for me. From when you remember, obviously when you're a kid, you think everyone looks so much older because they are older than you. But what age range would you put him in? Oh, man, when I saw him, I would have thought he was my dad age. So 45-ish, maybe? Yep, he apparently was 46. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, 45 when he played Live and Let Die, 46 for The Man with the Golden Gun. And then for The Spy Who Loved Me, he was 51. That one, I'll never forget that movie. There's a scene in that movie where they're, I just remember thinking, this movie is so old. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's when they're talking and they're having, discussing a love scene. And I'm like, mm. I'm like 12 and I'm like, ah, where's the shooting? Yep, right. That's all you wanted. Uh, apparently, he would reprise the role three more times. So at 53, for your eyes only. And then Octopussy was 19, uh, he was 55. And then 57, the oldest Bond so far, A View to Kill. You know, see, I don't think you can pull off 57 now with all the stunts they have to do. Yeah, I mean, unless you get a stunt guy, but that's a lot of extra money. Because back then it was so much more of the espionage and the stealing of the cars. And like just a quick reminder, Daniel Craig retired at 53. So yeah, 57 is pretty old. 53, that guy's still built as well. Uh, Timothy Dalton, who was in Hot Fuzz, and uh, I believe that was also him in... uh, Oh, HBO, Brendan Fraser. The Mummy. No, 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 no. Recent show. No. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, thank you. Got it. Uh, we had Timothy Dalton. He was 41. And it looks like he only did one more role after that, and he was 43. License oh. to Kill. That's you know what I like about this list so far, Vicky? Mm. I'm not in my 40s yet, which means I still have a chance to play James Bond. <laughs> now I got to do some work at the gym. But uh, I got to see how many of these actors are not... From the UK. And I say oh, UK. good call. Because I think they specifically said that a James Bond needs to be British, even though Pierce Brosnan is actually Irish. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think what I would have thought Pierce Brosnan was. Let me see. No, I wouldn't have guessed that. No. No, I knew he had the accent stuff. I just assumed British just because, right? But he was actually 42 when he was in GoldenEye. Okay. And then, obviously, three more outings. So 44 for Tomorrow, tomorrow Never Dies. And then when The World Is Not Enough came out, uh, he was 49. I just remember his greatest line. He's on in a car or something, and he leaves someone hanging on a sign, and he just says, sorry to leave you hanging. And I'm just oh, like, this so I love, stupid. I love that you accidentally went into an Arnold Schwarzenegger I did, accent. I did. Which, that does sound like an Arnold Schwarzenegger line. <laughs> yeah, which is funny, because I watched James Bond first, but Arnold has that in my mind of stupid lines, because they are meant to be stupid. We're, I feel like Bonds were trying to be, like, funny, even though they were just one punchline, essentially. So weird. I mean, but, you know, that was uh, James Bond. You know, you don't get those. In, well, you kind of got a couple with Daniel Craig, actually. That last hand almost killed me when he has the heart attack in the first one. <laughs> that, I, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I'll, I'll read this and then I'll kind of go into how many of the James Bonds have actually been English actors because not all of them have been. It's a oh. lot less than I thought. Uh, obviously, Daniel Craig was 38 when he did Casino Royale. And then Lashana Lynch, who I think was a James, she wasn't James Bond exactly, but she's an M16 agent who kind of, I guess, I didn't really watch that movie. Was that the so last I was, one? I think so. She's given the title of Bond in, in the last okay. movie, so yeah. So she was 33. Uh, so she was shy of her 34th birthday. 
and then isn't it uh, hasn't it been Daniel Craig who's been the longest? I, I or is mean, it Connery? I always Con- get them confused. I don't know if you could say. Well, let me think. Yeah, that's tough. I think Connery's been in more movies. Okay. I think. Oh man, I can't remember that now because Craig oh, was supposed to retire and then yes. he came back for another one. So it might be. Uh, Actually, uh, it is a tie between Sean Connery and Roger Moore at seven each. Seven each. How many? So Craig must have had six then. Yes, I okay, think so. That's why. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I totally thought all of them were British. I know. It's it's crazy how your mind just does that, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's been four English actors, one Irish, one Australian. And then just a single solitary Scottish actor. That would be Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Uh, the Irish being Pierce Brosnan. And I don't know which one the Australia is. Australian is. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it got us down that rabbit hole of like, well, why couldn't Aaron Taylor Johnson? Jo- yeah, I keep wanting to say Thomas for whatever reason. Why couldn't he play? But they're saying he's too young. And I guess I feel like a lot of these Hollywood types are still active and still doing their stunts at 40. Like, you wouldn't assume that. Like, you have your Tom Cruises, and when Brad Pitt does movies, he's kicking ass, Keanu Reeves, and these guys are in their 50s. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and like, have you seen Tom Cruise's stunt doubles? They look exactly yes. like him. I, I I have to believe they cloned him at some point. And if I was one of the stunt doubles, I would just be trying to get all the free stuff. I'd be like, can I get into this bar? I'm Tom Cruise. And I mean, be... they're good looking guys and they're in shape. I feel like they're doing just fine. That's probably fair. And they probably get paid a crap ton of money. Yeah. Well, uh, all you're telling me, Vicky, is I still got a chance to play James Bond. Well, I mean, who would you want to see? Aside from yourself, who would you want to see play James Bond? Oh, that's tough because it ha- now that I have to think of it in the filter that they'd have to be, oh, man, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the movies. No, I don't think he would be able to pull off James Bond. Um, let's see. Who would I play James Bond? Oh, that's a tough one. My first thought went to Henry Cavill, but I don't think he'd pull off the gravitas you need to be it or the, almost the douchebaggery. Uh, I could maybe see it because he's a little bit – there is a, the movie on Netflix. There's two of them, Enola Holmes. And that also has Millie Bobby Brown as basically Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. And he plays Sherlock Holmes, and he is kind of a douche. Okay. I'll have uh, to check that out and see what, he, uh, see what he's like. It's a really cute movie. I, I really like it. I'm not going to say you're going to love it, but I feel like, all right, maybe a popcorn movie. He, he isn't in it a lot, at least not the first one, uh, but he is in it, in it enough to establish his personality. And he is a little bit more antisocial. He's in his own head, like brain, because, you know, he's the smartest person ever. Kind of taking on like a little bit of the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock in that sense. Maybe clips on YouTube then. Yes, maybe, yeah, sure. Yeah. That works. Um, but I feel like he also is just way too like big. I feel like that would distract him. He me. is big. He is one big muscly dude. But you know what I just thought of now? Mm. Mm, Hugh Jackman. Oh. If Hugh Jackman, maybe, maybe not now because he's a little older, but if like five years ago, Hugh Jackman, mm. oh, he would have been a fun Bond. Okay. He would have been a destructive Bond, like Bond after dark kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all James Bond after dark? But, but Wolverine's got that almost no Fs given, like he doesn't really need to succeed. Like, you know, like he yeah. might not ever actually like report back to Q. <laughs> uh, I still, like I think a, a lot of people have been fan casting Tom Hardy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, which he's in his 40s. I think he's like 40, 43, something like that. Uh, I still love uh, Idris Elba. Oh, yes. That was the one I actually wanted back when we were uh, discussing who was going to play the next Bond. Right. And I think uh, he, what's it? I think he's already said like, nope, I'm not going to be it or something like that. That came around. But I feel like that is still on the top of many people's fan cast lists. Definitely. Uh, another one I'm just looking at random like articles here of different fan cast. Uh, somebody said Michael Fassbender. 
you know, Michael Fassbender would have been a great choice, but he plays an evil character so many times. It's kind of hard to get past the fact that you wouldn't think he was a supervillain or like a or a double agent. Right. I mean, honestly, my problem with him is the fact that not that they look the same, but he I feel looks too similar to uh, to Daniel Craig. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Same jaw, like just a maybe somebody a little different. I got a good one, though, that I think you're going to like. All right. Carl Urban. Oh. From the boys, Billy Butcher. He'd be a sassy Bond. Oh, my God. I love Carl Urban. He's in everything. He is. Like, literally from Lord of the Rings to, like, he was in Xena, Warrior Princess, I think, even back in the day. Uh, What is it? He's been, was it RoboCop? No. He's been in Chronicles of Riddick, one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God, he was. (laughs) Judge Dredd, that's what I was thinking. Judge Dredd, yeah. Judge Dredd. Uh, the boys. He's been in Star Trek. He what was it? What was he in? Uh, was he in DC? He he's been in everything. He he he's found his way into every genre. That's for sure. <sighs> I I, I kind of I would love it, but I'd want him to say the c words so, so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, Thor Ragnarok. That's what I was thinking. That's right. Yes. Look uh, at all my stuff. These are my <laughs> s- my stuff. Yeah, my things. <laughs> uh, oh my god, he was in Born Supremacy. He was in Mortal Kombat too. I that I did not know. Yeah, same year. All right. He probably died. And Ghost Ship, which is oh. like one of my first scary movies I ever saw. Uh. I did not like it. Okay, I. Mm. Well, we're gonna have to yes. ask the Geek Nationals who they'd yes. want to see play uh, the next Bond because we have way too many good ideas. Oh, Tom Hiddleston, maybe. I feel like he'd be a good villain. He'd be a great villain. I just feel like he's a little too. He would be a scrawny. Great, yeah. I, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. He would be a great villain to uh, Carl Urban's Bond because he'd be screwing around with him all the time. And he'd be like this sassy mf'er. I mean, I know I can. I've seen him do other stuff besides being a Loki, but I just. I, I can't. For this particular role, no. I know. Well, we'll have to wait and see what people think. I want to know what everyone has ideas on Bond. Uh, moving on from that, Vicky, I did want to give a little shout-out to Disney Plus's newest show, Secret Invasion. It's getting uh, mixed reviews, at least according to my Facebook and there's your only, father. There's only one episode out. <laughs> How is yeah, this possible? I know. Everyone's losing their minds. A lot of people are saying this is going to be like the greatest thing ever. Uh, BJ was not very impressed by it. I, he's it, when he mentioned it, he said that he was a little. He does. He's not sure if he's just superheroed out. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have had some burnout. This does not seem like a superhero Marvel show. No, this seems like Fast and the Furious Marvel show. Yeah, it's going to be a not a whodunit, but like the secret spy kind of the whole James Bond thing. Like who 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 can I trust? Who's a secret agent? Who's not? That's the vibe I'm getting from this. I have not had a chance to see it yet. And neither have I. We wanted to give everyone a week because mm-hmm. this did just drop yesterday or two days ago now. And I want to make sure that we don't spoil anything because, you know, this is Disney Plus and people watch on their own speed. So we're going to discuss it next week, hopefully. And uh, But you definitely should check it out before then, though, so you can mm-hmm. get our review and what you think. And we can get all the comments together. As of now, though, the tomato meter is giving it 66%, at least like season one, obviously, one episode. Uh, and the audience is giving it 80%. And one of the critics said a well-deserved showcase for Samuel Jackson's Secret Invasion steadies itself after a somewhat slow start by taking the MCU in a darker, more mature direction. Oh, that sounds like Nick Fury's going to do some killing. This is definitely Nick Fury's show. I thought it'd be more of like the secret invasion situation going on and like maybe some Nick Fury. But lately, all the promotional things, everything I'm seeing, it's all, all Samuel L. Jackson. So I feel like this is his show. Well, let's hopefully see if he can carry it. But until mm-hmm. then, Vicky, we have to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Because it's Movie Friday. And uh, not a lot of movies. 
coming out this it's week? Secret Invasion Friday. <laughs> uh, there is one that I saw the trailer for it a while back, and it looked all kinds of silly in a good way. Asteroid City. So far, getting seventy five percent on the tomato meter, sixty percent audience score. Uh, that is a this is a Wes Anderson movie. If you like Wes uh, Anderson, you're gonna love this movie. You Wes Anderson is quirky, uh, and his movies are always filled with like a lister actors. And just for example, we have Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett uh, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Le- uh, Liev Schreiber. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Steve Carell's even in it. Matt it, Dillon. <laughs> this is the movie about the small town of the aliens, right? Yeah, it it's all kinds of weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for a fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. Ooh. This looks like it's set, what, in the 50s-ish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if this is, if you are a Wes Anderson fan, go check it out. Uh, another one that's coming out, it's on Netflix. Uh, I guess it's a theaters on Netflix situation. It's called Nimona, Nimona, uh, voiced by Chloe Grace Moritz, as well as Riz Ahmed, who has been in the uh, Mandalorian se- series, I believe. And Chloe was uh, Hit Girl, right? Yes, she was Hit Girl. Uh, was he Was he not, or am I lying? I'm lying. Am I, I get him confused with somebody else. Uh, you liar, Vicky. How dare like a, you? He was in, I guess, Venom. That's okay. Maybe that's where I'm thinking of. He was in Venom. But I could have sworn he was in something else I saw. Anywho, that doesn't matter. Uh, it's an animated one. It looks cute. It looks, like, really fun. It's uh, when Ballister Boldheart, plays by Riz Ahmed, a knight in a futuristic medieval war- world, is framed for a crime he did not commit. The only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, played by Chloe Grace Moritz, and a, a mischievous teen with a taste for mayhem, who also happens to be a shape-shifting creature, Ballistar, and has trained has been trained to destroy. But with the entire kingdom out to get him, Nimona's the best, or technically, you know, the only sidekick he could hope for. So as the lines between heroes and villains and monsters start to blur, the two of them set out to wreak some serious havoc. Huh, so sounds this, like a good one for kids, too. The art looks pretty fun. Like I said, it is on Netflix. It it's about a two-hour-long movie, so if you just need a, you know, if you don't mind some a little bit of rude humor, violence is PG. You can sit your kid in front of there for two hours. You're good. I was going to say, how much rude hum- humor can you get in a PG movie? Uh, you'd be surprised. All right, then. Yeah, those are really the only ones that are out. There is one called God is a Bullet, but that's getting 20%. 20% is not high. Uh, I hear a lot of things about Black Mirror season. Like, uh, a lot of people are not liking it, but then everyone is talking about it. That sounds like every show I've ever heard of. I'm scared, so I hear it's scary sometimes. I don't want to watch it. So if you have, let us know. And until next time, guys... Stay nerdy.